Today's video is all about the UK property market and why it is such a great place to invest now and in general. So let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsier and welcome to the Money Paradox Podcast. Yep, that's right. We're talking about the UK property market, why this is such a great place to invest now, right now. Um, and also generally people talking about Brexit, all these concerns, um, prices are have been going down in London and so on. People are talking pretty negatively about the UK property market and specifically because of taxes, a lot of regulations have come in, a lot of bad press within the property market. Again, affordability. You know, we look at London and the affordability is at phenomenal levels. I think it's 14 times the uh, the average salary um, within London, which is insane. You know, that is really, really high. And so people quite quite understandably are very reluctant to, to buy property generally for themselves, but also as an investment. So I want to go against that trend. I want to advocate all the amazing reasons why the UK property market is actually a great place to invest, why I invest personally, and why I advocate that to a lot of people that I know, that I work with. And also, I see a lot of people outside of myself uh, doing really well in this area as well. So with that in mind, let's jump in. So let's first talk about why fundamentally, not just now, generally speaking, the UK property market is a good place to invest. And the first reason is that there are some fundamental things about the UK, which means that over the long term, or even the medium term, UK prices, uh, property, want to go up. And they will, they will kind of always go up. They have done for a very, very long time. Now, things might change fundamentally about that, but I would be extremely surprised uh, if that happens. You know, you'd be really going against some long-standing trends that played out for literally centuries. So what, what are those reasons? Well, the first one is we, we are a geographically restricted country. There's only so much land within the UK you can build houses on. A lot of that land, uh, there are houses already. There are areas where you cannot construct for many reasons, for planning permissions, because of protected areas around wildlife and um, for, the, for the grass, the greenery and so on, like the legendary green belt around London and so on. And that means, just generally speaking, the demand for housing due to the population increasing is higher than the supply of, of properties coming into the market uh, by constructing new properties. So if demand is going up higher over time than supply, what's happening is demand compared to supply is increasing. And when you have more demand relative to supply, naturally house prices are going to go up to, 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 to even that out, to make that fair. If you think about it, if more people want something, naturally the price is going to go up because people are competing over it more. Okay, so that's the first reason. The second reason is that inflation, right? So over time, our money becomes worth less, right? So as uh, inflation essentially means over time, our money that we have in our pocket, we can buy less with. So when we're buying consumer goods, going out and buying, you know, buying stuff, food, services, houses, all of these kind of things, then these things become more expensive over time generally. Just how the economy works here in the UK and a lot of uh, like most uh, most economies around the world 
operate like that. I'm not going to go into the fundamentals of why inflation takes place and 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 why that happens. But but generally speaking, that's what happens over time, and money devalues. And so uh, with that in mind, for the same reason, the house prices go up in value because the nom- the real value of those properties. Part okay, how to explain it? If the if a hundred pounds is worth less in a year's time, then it means a house, a house to be worth the same amount in real terms in a year's time needs to go up. Okay, that's generally speaking what happens. It's not ex- exactly like that, but generally speaking, part of the reason why house prices go up is because of inflation. The value of money goes down. But this is a key point. You might just say, well, you know, why does that matter? Because if a house price is going up, but then the value of our money is going down, then surely it kind of nets out and really um, it's not actually more valuable in a real terms, just in a kind of nominal um, pound terms, you know, the, the actual physical amount. That's true. But the key point around property is that we can get a mortgage on it. And I think this comes on to the third piece, which is going to tie to this one, but it, it's separate in itself. If you think about it, if you're getting a residential mortgage, now it changes depending on the market, but at the moment at least, you can go out quite easily and get a 90% loan-to-value mortgage, which means that for a £100,000 property, you can take out a £90,000 mortgage. Yeah, So you can borrow £90,000 from the bank. That is a lot of money. If you think about it, where else and what situations could you go to the bank and say, can I borrow £90,000? For what is essentially investment? You're buying a property, you're investing in it. Think about it this way. If you were setting up a business, right? you're starting up a, a cafe or like a t-shirt printing business at home to sell on eBay, for example, and you went to the bank and said, can I borrow £90,000 to do that? They'd, they'd basically look at you and laugh. Like, it would be very, very difficult to do. I'm not saying you can't, and, and many people do from a business point of view. It happens all the time. But, you know, they're for sophisticated investors, people who have a proven track record to, to, uh, to do well in business, right? If an average day person goes in with no, you know, you know, no proven track record in, in, uh, in, in business, making money from business, um, you, you just can't get that kind of loan, especially at that kind of level, right? On a £100,000 property, 90000 it. almost all of the cost of that is coming from a mortgage. That's huge. You just don't see it anywhere. So what you're doing there is you're getting a leverage, a 10 to 1 leverage. So for every pound you have, you can buy £10 worth of property. So if you have £10,000, you can get £100,000 worth of property. £100,000, you get a million pounds worth of property. That is huge, huge. So what happens is... If you put £10,000 down, you get a £100,000 property. If from inflation, for example, you get a 2% increase in the property price, you've only put in 10000 So you're multiplying the increase in the value of the property by 10 because of the fact that 90% of it has been borrowed from the bank. Now, it's not strictly that because there are other costs around stamp duty and so on that makes your investment a little bit higher, but it is much higher than one-to-one, right? It's way higher, which means that even though your, va- your, pop- your money is devaluing um, uh, at the same time as the price of properties are going up, um, you're exaggerating your ability to make the most of those increases in property prices.
okay? Um, before I go on, I just wanna make a bit of a shout out. If you've been enjoying these videos uh, so far, if you've been enjoying this video, please do like uh, the video, that would be a huge um, honor for me. If you've been enjoying these videos, you know, do a shout out, let me know in the comment section, DM me, I'd love to hear um, what it is specifically you like about this video and other videos. And if there's any videos you wanna hear from me going forward, more into this subject, other subjects I've been covering, something completely different that you want me to cover, again, let me know, I would love to do that. The main reason I'm doing this is that as, as much value as possible to you guys who are watching this video. So um, again, if you want those questions answered, let me know, I've already been doing it with, with a number of other uh, viewers, I, so I, I, you can definitely hold me to that. So, so please do let me know and I will do that. Again, if you think there's anyone else that would enjoy these videos uh, that you know of, please do share it with them. If you, um, That would be a huge way of giving back to me in response to watching these videos. So anyway, I will move on enough of a plug. Um, so we've talked about why house prices fundamentally go up, part, in part because of inflation, in part because um, we are a geographically restricted country and also because we can take a mortgage out on it, uh, that increase in price of a property, we can multiply the benefit of that by taking a mortgage out on it. Make sense? Okay, great. So there are some fundamental, there's a number of other reasons, but that at least is giving you a flavor of some of the reasons why fundamentally UK property prices want to go up over time. So yeah, you can make a bad decision in property. You can buy a terrible property that might even go down in value. But the market in general wants to go up. It's wanting to help you. It's wanting to increase the price of property uh, properties for you. Now, you know, in part, this is a controversial subject. People get into huge debates around the property price property market in the UK and why it shouldn't go up and how it hurts people and it makes affordability houses difficult and that's true you know and I, I understand a lot of those concerns I can I can totally understand why people are bothered by it and I can see why people are advocating um, to changing the market and the industry around this but in reality there's nothing that I've seen even in the last few years um, and certainly over the decades where where fundamentally the reasons why property prices go up are, are fundamentally going to change. There are many things that have been put in place, especially recently, to try and change that. But it, 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 to my mind, it's not fundamentally going to change what, what, what's played out for many, many years to come. Okay, so that's all I'll say on that. All right, so house prices generally go up. Well, by how much? Well, people say, you know, the one that people tend to say is they double every 10 years. Okay, so that is grossly simplistic, but you know there is there is some reason to it. So I, I looked into this just just so I could give you some numbers. If we looked at um, 1987 to 1997, this is over the whole of the UK property market. Well, prices of property went up by 37 percent. So that's not 100 percent; it's just 37 percent. Well, the next uh, 10 years, it went up 207 percent. So over double uh, what you know what people claim, you know, doubling every ten years, and then the next ten years it went up just sixteen percent. So what we can see here is that prices of properties go up, but they don't go up consistently, right? Some years it go up a lot, some years it doesn't go up as much, right? But if you look back in history, they do go up 
consistently, right, throughout time in the long term, okay? Now, if you compare that to, say, a 2% inflation over 10 years, we're talking 22%, right? So we've already talked about why even if it was just inflation, that's still good because of the leverage effect of the mortgage, right? Um, but if we, even if we compare it to that, okay, in the last 10 years, well, it's not the last 10 years, but 2007 to 2017, from, and this, bear in mind, is from the height of the boom before the crash in 2008 to 2017. It still went up almost with inflation. Now, you might say, oh, that's awful, right? Like, in 10 years, it came up less than inflation. But again, you've got the multiplier from the mortgage. That was being compared to just before the massive crash that played out in the UK housing market. And if you think about it, if fundamentally prices of property want to go up, there's all these reasons why it want to go up, the fact that it's done not as well as normal the last 10 years means, generally speaking, it will do better than normal going forward. Now, you can't guarantee that, but that is certainly my belief. It's certainly a lot of people that I respect within this market uh, advocate as well. For good reason. This is There are some fundamental reasons why they're going up. And if in the last few years it's done not so well, then there's this huge upward pressure that's building. And actually, that's, uh, in my mind, one of the reasons why I feel that uh, in years to come, we're going to start to see this rise to another boom uh, before a crash. But I'll come on to that later. Okay, so fundamentally, uh, prices of properties go up over time. All right, next thing I want to talk about is the property cycle. Now, again, this is something that's often talked about within different circles in the property market, uh, but not everyone knows about this, right? Because it's a bit different to the stock market cycles that we see, these booms and busts within the, pop- within the stock market cycle. You tend to see five to seven years, uh, generally speaking, of these kind of little mini booms and busts uh, within the stock market. But within the property cycle, we're talking 18 years. And what is that? It's, it's essentially this cycle that tends to play over time. Now, again, this is grossly simplistic, just to make the point. Every cycle is different, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter, sometimes more of an effect than other times. But generally speaking, that's what we see. And we've seen that for decades and centuries uh, previously within the UK. All right. So what is this cycle? Effectively, you have a five to seven year uh, growth period. Then you have a couple of years of what we call the wobble, and that's just where uh, prices either kind of stay the, uh, stay the same or maybe drop slightly. Then we get another five to seven year growth period that's even steeper. Then that leads us right up into a big boom and then ultimately a crash that's, um, that then takes about four years to plateau, to come out of that crash, to stabilize before we get the start of the next 18-year property cycle uh, where we start to get that next growth period. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because even though we have this general um, uh, general force of uh, prices of property, <laughs> property prices within the UK wanting to go up, it, depending on where we are the cycle means that we're going to see different things going on. We're either going to see uh, bigger or less growth compared to the underlying fundamentals of what's going up. 
So if we're in a growth period, we're going to see growth. If we're in a if we're in a kind of a bust period or a bit of a wobble, we're going to see um, we're going to see prices either not doing very well or actually going going down, right? So I mean that leads us to the next question. Well, where are we in this cycle? Well, at the moment, um, you know, 2019 when I'm doing this video, I would say we are in the beginnings of the next of the second growth period. Because if you think about it. We had that big bust in 2008, okay, which which made property prices, generally speaking, go down quite considerably over over 2008, 2009, 2010, and then we had then we had this kind of fall period of a kind of drought period where like not much happened, prices of property just kind of just tanked for a very long period of time. Then we had a kind of a, a five to seven year period of, of growth, uh, where predominantly it was in London, the southeast, Bristol, and so on. Um, but overall, in the UK, if you look at house prices, they went up, you know, fairly, fairly, fairly decent growth. And then over the last couple of years, uh, we, we, we've seen house prices do not very well, like kind of do very little, almost kind of like plateau. So that's why I'm saying we're kind of coming into that next growth period, right? Uh, you know, people got different views, but that's generally speaking where I, where I feel we are. And that's one of the reasons why I think... Um, UK property prices, uh, UK property market is such a great place to be investing right now because we're at the cusp of that next growth period, right? So you can kind of get in on a market that is doing really, really well before everybody starts to get caught up in the buzz of the prices going up. Because once we start to really get into the fat of of a growth period of that second really bigger growth period is that where that's when people get carried away they see the growth they want to kind of go in people are not normally investing in that area want to invest people start investing more they start to leverage as much as possible they borrow to try and buy even more properties so they start doing more risky properties and that's generally speaking why we tend to get that next bust okay so i'm saying get in early this is a good time to invest generally speaking within the uk okay so that's the property cycle Next thing to talk about is the trickle down effect. So we have that 18 year cycle generally, and we have the reason why prices of properties go up, generally speaking, in the UK. But this piece is often misunderstood and kind of underappreciated. When you look at articles within the UK around property prices, right? People talking about, oh, is it going up, is it going down, and the reasons why. A lot of those articles, the vast majority of those articles, are talking about the UK market in general. And that is so wrong. You just you can't look at it like that. And the reason is, excuse me, the reason is, is because each area within the UK do uh, differently depending on where we are in the, in the market, in the cycle, and just because of general fundamentals of each of those areas. So at the moment, Sorry, in, in 2019, London has not been doing well. In fact, generally speaking, it's, it's been going down over the last couple of years. But then you look at Manchester, Birmingham, over the last few years, it's been doing really well. You know, 5 6 7% uh, growth. You've got other cities like Liverpool, Leeds, Nottingham, again, have been doing really, really well. Um, been getting this similar kind of, similar kind of uh, price increases. So, a lot of the north are beginning really, really good uh, increases in prices, but then London's been doing really bad. The southeast has been doing really bad. Bristol's been doing really bad, right? A lot of these other areas have been doing poorly, okay? But, so what happens there? 
one, people living in the areas that are doing badly look at that and think the whole market's doing badly. And two, people, that brings down the average uh, returns, the average growth rate of the market overall in the UK. So then when people are publicizing those numbers, they're not quite appreciating that certain areas are doing really well. So why does this happen? Why do we get this fundamental difference? Well, it comes down to some inherent reasons of how how the economy works, how money works, yeah? So when you get a big crash, 2008, 2009, 2010, like, like the world feels like it's ending, there's no money, people losing their jobs, it's super hard to get loans, um, you know, loads of asset prices have devalued, people are super scared, people don't want to invest, you know, people are like clamming up, right? They're trying to protect the surviving. Well, what happens? Well, no one wants to invest, generally speaking. So the idea of buying a property just sounds like balmy, right? So who's buying? Well, very few people are buying. But the people who are buying are smart. They're clever. They know we're in a, we're in a, we're in a hugely depressed market. And, the, and it's an absolute bargain. All these things are super cheap, okay? And inevitably, they're going to go back up in, in value. Now, the trouble is, it's very hard to get credit to go buy these things. So who can buy them? They, the people who have a lot of money, they have accessible wealth, you know, they are the people who, what we call the smart investors. People have access to capital when, when times are difficult and are smart. They get how the economy works. They get that we're in a depressed market and it's inevitably going to do well. And that's when you make the biggest returns. Well, where are they going to invest in? They're going to invest during those times where, where the market is best, where it's most popular, where the demand is highest. Well, in the UK, whether you like it or not, that's London, that's the Southeast, that's Bristol, that's Greater London. That's where people want to buy. It's where people want to live, generally speaking. That's why the value of those properties are higher, generally speaking, than elsewhere in the UK. So that's where the money flows first. So if that's where the money flows first, that's where the prices of properties go up first. And that's what we saw coming out of that last crash uh, in the late 2000s, the L London property market went up, didn't it? Southeast went up, Bristol went up, huge amounts, enormous amounts. But then what happened is over time, these pr areas went up huge amounts very quickly. So that's great. But then what happens is those property prices are so high relative to everywhere else in the country that people start to think, well, I don't know, these, these prices aren't going to just keep going up forever. They're kind of expensive now, especially relative to other opportunities within the UK. So what do we do? Well, we want to start investing in other places that are still attractive, that are still high demand, still places where we want to buy and invest and people want to live. Um, but they're still cheap. They're still cheap relative to those other areas that have gone up like London. So what do we do? We go to that next best places. So the outskirts of London, um, and then, uh, and then the outskirts of other very popular areas, Bristol, other parts of the southeast that are not as desirable as other parts. You know, that next best place to, to buy and live in and invest in. Once those areas do well, it then goes to those next tier cities. So that's when we started to see Birmingham and Manchester do well. Those, you know, the, the second city, both of those are kind of considered the second city um, within the UK. So those prices, the, those areas started to do really, really, really well. 
And then what happened? It started to move to those next tier cities, Nottingham, Leeds, Liverpool, also really great cities, huge amount of investment, economy's doing really well, but they're just not as big as Birmingham and Manchester. And that's what we've seen. We've seen that in the property prices over the last few, uh, of, over the last few years. You know, go check it out online. You will uh, see the same thing as what I'm telling you right now. And then what happens is not only um, uh, after those cities become uh, popular, then the outskirts of those cities, so the outskirts of Birmingham, of Manchester, and then after Nottingham, Leeds, Liverpool, it becomes Sheffield, Newcastle, those 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 still big cities, popular cities, but then you know just less big than the other ones. And then what happens is it just keeps going, it keeps trickling down like water downstairs until all property prices go up within reason. So then, you know, it, it, then it goes to the outskirts of all those cities, of smaller and smaller and smaller cities, until, until, until the, the upward pressure of prices going up uh, kind of cascade down to all properties. Now, the exception to that, kind of obviously, are areas where there's some fundamental issues there, right? No one wants to live there. There's no jobs there. There's, uh, it's a controversial place to live. Crime's considered high. Uh, it's just a bleak place to live. Uh, there's been huge job losses in those areas, then naturally people don't want to live there. And then, well, if no one wants to live there, then no one wants to buy those properties and therefore the price of those properties aren't going to go up. So, you know, you always want to be careful that fundamentally there's not anything wrong with that area or you don't think there's something going to come up in those areas that, that mean that, uh, you, that people don't want to buy there, right? And part of that, uh, part, that, that's one of the reasons why I don't like to just invest in one place. There's arguments to that. Uh, because you can really understand the area and specialize in that area. But, and, and that is good. I kind of advocate a bit of both. You want to get really clear on some specific places or one place that you, that you really think is going to do really, really well because of some fundamentals and you've researched it to, to a strong degree so you're confident that, that place is going to do well. But you don't want to just do that area, right? In time, at least, you want to be looking at other areas or kind of spread your risk because you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. If you buy five, ten properties in, say, Manchester and then something just dramatic happens in that city, some awful news or... Um, some big uh, activity happens in that place that means that property prices uh, do poorly, then all your eggs are, are in one basket, you know, using that kind of um, overused term, yeah? So start to think about other areas. You might live in Manchester, you want to just live in, uh, invest in Manchester, and that makes sense, but, but again, be open to investing in the rest of the country. It might feel scary at first, but, uh, but if you start to understand how to invest in other areas, then... Um, then you can absolutely do that. And I can do that in a future video. If you think that would be something you want to learn, then let me know. I can do a video specifically on how to invest in parts of the country that is not specifically where you live in. Okay, so that's the trickle-down effect. The next thing is around just some fundamentals around like the psychology of buying property and why that's really beneficial, especially for the piece around uh, financial freedom and, and financial security and doing well financially that I, I massively advocate. So if you think about it, if you buy a property, okay, it forces you to do some, some, some big things. You know, if you're not big into investing and like managing your money and stuff, like, then buying a property forces you to be more mature financially. Because you buy something that's really, you know, a big amount of money, it's a serious amount of money, a serious amount of investment, you've got to look at um, 
contracts around that. You've got to employ lawyers and brokers and so on. There's a number of things you've got to do to do that. So it kind of forces you to step up and really take control of your finances more, right? And start to think about some things that you wouldn't normally think about. And by doing that, it gives you that experience and confidence to do better financially. Wow, I just bought a house. Well, think of all the other things I can do. Now I, I feel more confident talking to, to sophisticated people that are involved around financial decisions and investments like brokers and lawyers and, and the like. Yeah, makes sense? Okay, great. So that's one of the really powerful reasons. Another thing is that it forces you to save. Because if you take a mortgage out on a property every month, you've got to pay that mortgage off, right? So each month, that's another financial commitment. And if it's a residential mortgage, part of that mortgage is not you're just paying the interest off. You're actually paying uh, towards the house, right? You're pay, paying towards the property. So in time, you owe less on that property. And so not only are you getting the um, get benefit of owning that property, but you're paying down your debt, right? So it's forcing you to save in some ways. And if you're... Um, buying an investment property a buy to let property and it's not a um, if it's just an interest only mortgage then again it's just forcing you to have that other financial commitment to really think about the cash flow how much money is coming in how much money do I have to pay it makes you step up and just think right okay now I need to act on another level a higher level financially to be able to manage this to handle this and then that tends to trickle down yourself into other areas of your life all right what else um, the last thing I'll say that's really great about property is there are many different options, okay? So you can go from just super uh, kind of low-risk, chilled-out ways of investing in property to, to much more sophisticated ways, more hands-on, more time-consuming, more expensive, more knowledge, experience, more risk you need to take on, right? There's a lot of different options there, which is quite cool. That's why it's, uh, it's, very, it's very practical, it's relatable, it's easy to get into, right? Everybody knows what a property is, everybody needs to live in a property, uh, so, so it, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like it's too big a burden to kind of walk into that world. Okay, right. Now, I think it's only fair that I also talk about some of the negatives, some of the things that uh, might put you off property that you need to be aware of, that, um, that, that means that makes property, you know, not as good as other types of investment. So first one is tax. So recently, the UK government have wanted to try and influence how the UK property market is. I think because prices within certain areas, especially London and so on, went up so quickly, so uh, so quickly and by so much, that they wanted to, they were concerned about affordability, they were concerned about um, poor management of properties. There were a lot of amateur investors, a lot of people that were owning these properties, letting them out to people and, and not doing a good job, frankly, you know, um, allowing people to live in really bad places and so on. And so they, they really wanted to overhaul that to improve the property market, understandably, right? And so naturally, as a result of that, they made a lot of changes. And each year we were seeing lots of changes in a short period of time. And so, well, one, that meant that people who own properties needed to keep up with those trends well what's that new rule what's that new tax that I need to to follow and understand and make sure um, I apply to my situation so that I'm you know I'm following the rules that that I'm doing uh, my I'm handling my property in a legal way right so there's an element of staying up to up to date on what those things are 
Okay, so you know, there's an element of being responsible, understanding what it is you're investing in and how you need to manage it. Second thing, going back into tax. So, you know, there's some fundamental tax changes that happen. And again, I can do a separate video specifically on that because there's a lot I can talk about. But, you know, just recently in the last few years, a couple of fundamental things that happened with, within the tax situation. Stamp duty. So when you buy a property, you have to pay stamp duty to the government. The stamp duty that you have to pay as part of buying a property went up, generally speaking. There are some situations where it went down, um, but it went up for other situations. So, so for a lot of people investing in tax, you have to pay more money in tax as a result. Now, I, kind of a simple rule, if you're buying your first property, especially if it's that first property that you live in yourself, a whole load of tax and rule changes came in to make it better, to make it cheaper, easier, more affordable to buy that. Okay, So actually, if you're in that category, I advocate you even more to buy that property because the government is actually actively trying to encourage you to do that because they know that if you buy a property, you're generally a much more responsible person within the country. You know, if you own a property, you're more likely to pay your debts, you're more likely to keep your job, you're more likely to be a responsible citizen. And that's good for the UK economy. And it's good for you, right? So that's why they massively encourage it. And that, like I said to you before, when you own a property psychologically, you, you generally kind of step up as a person financially and in other areas of your life, right? So um, we could debate that for hours, but you know, that is certainly my view. And, and it's the UK government's view. That's why they've, they've done what they've done. The other thing is that uh, for people who own multiple properties, especially amateur investors, they've, they've almost made it more difficult. So they've made the tax higher if you're buying as an investment or you're owning multiple properties. And they've also made the regulations that you need to follow more. And that's because they don't want people to to rent properties badly, right? They want people to do it in a responsible way. And um, they also want to kind of uh, to minimize the amount of people kind of going in to buy properties uh, for an investment purpose, unless you know it's really producing some good solid returns. So you just need to make sure that if you're looking to buy a property, that you look at the cash flow, you look at the money you've got to pay and the money you're expecting to receive as a result of earning that property. And as long as you're confident on that and you can see that it, you know, there's a healthy positive, there's a healthy positive cash flow coming in each month, then it's good. Right? But you just want to make sure that's the case. You don't want to buy a property where there's a risk that it's going to cost you more money each month than it than it's coming in. And for some people that, you know, that has happened. So you need to be careful of that. The other one is, you know, there's high risks around property in some respects. I don't want to over-egg this, but when you buy a property, it's a big amount of money. So if you make a mistake, it can hurt you by a big way. If you buy a property and it goes down in value, if that's on £100, then whatever. That's on £100,000, well, that, that's a big drop in the value of, your, of, of, of the asset that you've bought, right? Now, there's some reasons why that's not such a big deal because generally speaking, property prices will go up over time that... Um, that because of the UK market being quite liquid, you know, you buy a property, you don't just sell it tomorrow. As long as you don't sell it and you hold it for long term, it will generally go back up. Unless fundamentally you're buying a terrible property, which you definitely don't want to do. But yeah, that is a risk. And there's, you know, other risks like, you know, you might be buying a property where there might be some fundamental issue with it in the roof uh, that like, for whatever reason, like the land might not be yours or there's like, 
terrible neighbors that or you know um you know like uh, some issue in the area that that means that it's really difficult to sell that property no one wants to live there right you can't you can't sell it for what you paid for it some some fundamental issue that could really really affect the uh, the value of the return you're going to get from the property right so you know you need to be aware that there's some big risks around buying property all right um the last couple of things is you know it, you're kind of committed. You buy a property. It's not something you just do and then maybe six months later you sell it. You buy a property. You're kind of in it for the long haul. There are different ways you can buy a property. But generally speaking, it's a big commitment. So if you want to do it, you need to be committed to to following through and doing everything that is needed around it. And then lastly, you know, you've got to be hands-on, right? It's quite practical. You know, a lot of different problems that happen in property. And you've got to be up for that. You've got to be up for the kind of properties, the, the kind of issues kind of problems that you get in property if you don't enjoy that kind of thing then i don't recommend you getting into it because it's going to frustrate you you're going to avoid it potentially and then maybe not deal with those problems um, as they arise in an effective way and those problems because could become bigger problems and then the whole process might become very frustrating so in essence i think there's some fundamental reasons why property is a great thing to invest in especially in the UK, especially right now. I think it's amazing. Some fundamental things that mean that it is just a great thing to do. Also, there are some other things that you really need to be mindful of um, and for certain people that it is not the right thing and you need to be mindful of that if you're going to kind of get into this area. Last thing I'll say is you don't need to buy uh, a property, right? You can buy something like what's called a REIT, which is effectively a fund with lots of properties in it. So you can buy property as an investment like the stock market. So again, that's not a subject for today, but just generally, if, you know, if that's of interest, you want to invest in, say, the UK property market or elsewhere without getting your hands dirty, without actually physically buying property yourself, but you want to benefit from the perceived view of prices going up in the future, then you can do that, right? So you can research that. All right, that's it for me today. That is why I think the UK property market is amazing and why I think a lot of people should definitely consider uh, investing in it. If you found this useful, please let me know, like the video, comment, let me know how you think this has been uh, a useful video. If you'd like me to talk about this subject in more detail, something specific, other subjects, let me know in the comment section, DM me, and I would be more than happy to do it. The more guidance you give me in terms of videos, uh, you want me to produce the more value you're going to get and obviously everyone else because you guys are probably going to want to know similar things so that's all from me i hope you've enjoyed this video i hope you have a great rest of the day and i'll see you next week Bye bye